Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ask Wardy. Today's question, can you get rid of the dry, red, sometimes itchy, bumpy rash on the back of the arms, often known as chicken skin? It's really called keratosis pilaris. Can you get rid of it? The answer is yes. I've had the KP rash on the back of my arms as long as I can remember, so practically my whole life. But in the past six months to a year, I've been able to fix it about 80% so far, and I look forward to completely removing it. And so today on Ask Wardy, I'm gonna show you exactly what I'm doing, all the steps, and talk to you about everything that's important from the inside out to getting rid of chicken skin. You can get the complete transcript, all the links, all the steps, everything I'm mentioning at askwardy.tv. Look for episode 133. Today's question comes from Jessica S. She says, Hello, I'm 38 years old and I've had keratosis pilaris for most of my life. Me too, Jessica. However, I've only recently found out what it was. I read your article on using tallow, rosehip oil, and fermented cod liver oil, among other things. I've started using coconut oil and taking fermented cod liver oil capsules as well, yet the KP is still there. What bothers me much more is my beautiful four-year-old daughter is getting these bumps on her upper arms also. Hmm. She doesn't have nearly as much as I do, but I do not want them to continue or increase. Can you please suggest a hard routine for me to administer to her so hers doesn't get worse? I'm a person who thrives on exact directions, so if you could please help me with that. I started using coconut oil on her, but not every day. She also only bathes once or twice a week, so I don't know if that is helping or contributing to the problem. Oh, and one more thing. Do you think that dry brushing would help our KP? Thanks so much for your time. I'm learning so much from you. I'm grateful to God for your videos and information. Well, Jessica, thanks for your question. As I said at the top of the show, yes, you can heal KP, and I'm gonna have the exact steps that you can follow for you and your daughter today. Because we're featuring your question, Jessica, you're getting a free gift from me, a free mini e-course from Inside Traditional Cooking School. So watch your email to find out how to pick that mini e-course and we'll get it to you right away. So first question, what is it like to have keratosis pilaris? Well, Jessica already knows and so do I, but let's get all on the same page here. So keratosis pilaris, also called KP or KP rash or chicken skin, it's very similar to chicken skin. It's most often on the back of the arms. It's red and the bumps feel kind of like sandpaper. Sometimes they could be irritated and dryness makes them worse. Sometimes they could be itchy, but generally they're harmless and a lot of people just go about their day with this chicken skin and it doesn't really bother them. Now, what is it? Well, our bodies in our skin, we produce keratin in our skin to protect us from infections and things and it's secreted out our uh, hair follicles. But when you have KP, your body is producing excess keratin and it kind of just gets plugged up in the follicle 
causing that bump. And again, it's not usually painful, but a lot of us don't like the way it looks. And so if you have a collection of those bumps, that's where you get what's known as chicken skin or KP rash. And some people have it on their legs too. It's not always on the arms, although that's the most common place. What causes it? Well, I'm quoting Sally Fallon Burrell, the author of Nourishing Traditions, who said in an article called Skin Deep, that keratosis pilaris is quite simply a vitamin A deficiency. So what are the best treatments for keratosis pilaris? Since the underlying issue really is a vitamin deficiency, that is where you must, must, must address it. However, dryness and other irritations can exacerbate it, so it's often helpful also to treat it on the outside. So that's why the steps I'm gonna show you today kind of take a whole person approach, where I'm gonna talk about things that you do on the inside of your body for healing, as well as things that you do on the outside to address the bumpiness. If you don't treat it in all the ways I'm talking about, I would consider that an incomplete, incomplete solution. And if you go shopping, you might find there's um, creams and lotions and soaps and stuff that say they'll cure it, but you're not really addressing the underlying issues. And often those topical things, they're not only unsustainable, but they can cause unwanted side effects. Like there was one lotion I was reading about, and I even considered trying it until I saw that the active ingredient in it, an acid, if you apply it to your skin, it means you can't be in the sunlight for like a week after using it. Well, that's not very sustainable, especially when we wanna get our vitamin D, get our sunshine regularly, right? So the steps I'm gonna show Jessica and all of you today address everything, the whole circle of our entire health, and they're all really important, and none of them should be ignored. And if you do follow the steps I'm gonna share, then you're really treating your keratosis pilaris naturally and sustainably, and you're gonna enjoy other benefits. For instance, if you have inflammation in your body, it could be causing other problems, that's gonna go down. If you do the nutrition steps I'm gonna tell you about, um, you're gonna get healthier, younger looking skin overall. You may have more energy, your digestion might get better. So many things could improve by addressing the complete picture here. So today, five steps to treating keratosis pilaris naturally. And as I said, I've had this KP rash for most of my life, as long as I can remember. Yet in the past year, I've been able to heal at 80% or more, and I look forward to even more healing as I continue to apply the things that I'm going to show you today. I've done a lot of research, I've tried a lot of things, and so basically what I'm gonna to share today are the things that I, I know that really work and really help target it. So, step number one is what I call the keratosis pilaris diet or the KP diet. So we know that KP is caused by a vitamin A deficiency. So it only makes sense that you eat foods that are rich with vitamin A. And I'm at the show notes, I'm giving you a link to an article that has much more information about fat soluble vitamins um, and includes a big section on vitamin A. And there's a lot of foods that have vitamin A, but some of them your body has to convert to actually make it the vitamin A that you want. So we're really gonna focus on the vitamin A rich foods that your body can use right away, can use that vitamin A. So we're talking about foods like eggs, uh, liver, butter, ghee, 
And I have some examples here of cod liver oil and butter oil, which are concentrated, and they have fat-soluble vitamins, but especially vitamin A, since we're talking about vitamin A here. And so you wanna be eating vitamin A-rich foods. Make sure to get them every day and possibly even take a supplement that includes vitamin A um, in the right form. But not just vitamin A, you can't forget about two other fat-soluble essential vitamins, and that would be vitamin D and vitamin K2. And if you do choose to supplement with butter oil or ghee plus cod liver oil every day, then you will be getting a balance of vitamin D, D3 actually, and K2 every day that is really going to help not only just with your skin health, but so much more like your immunity and your gut health and more. So the cod liver oil is giving you the vitamin D3. The butter oil or the ghee is giving you the K2. And I do want to do a caveat. Anytime you're talking about butter oil, butter or ghee, it has to be grass fed. Because if the animals that make it are not on grass, rapidly growing green grass, then the, um, the fat that's in their milk that goes on to be the butter oil, goes on to be the ghee, will not have fat soluble vitamins we want. So it's really important that it be um, grass fed. Um, you can do liver. Liver has vitamins D and K2 as well. So that could be an option for you. So make sure you follow the link at askwardy.tv episode 133 to learn more about fat-soluble vitamins and changing your diet to be nutrient-dense and full of these fat-soluble vitamins you really need for skin health. Okay, another thing that is an essential part of the KP diet is water. What kind of water are you drinking? Some well water could be contaminated, but especially when we're talking about municipal water, it can have contaminants like pesticides and herbicides, well water can as well, but municipal water could be intentionally poisoned, and I use that word um, intentionally, intentionally poisoned with chlorine and fluoride and these do just tons of damage in your body with your immune system and cancer and um, hormone disruptions and more but if you want your skin to be healthy you cannot be immersing your skin from the inside or outside your body with contaminated water so do whatever you can do to get clean water and I know there's people who rent and can't change their water system there's people who own and can but it may take a money investment so um, I do have some options for you if you visit the show notes askwardy.tv133 I have a link to an article with water filtration options and I also recently did a web class on a free web class on water filtration options so you can visit the show notes to get a link to go watch that free web class in our house we have a whole house water filter, and on top of that, at the kitchen sink, which is right there, uh, we have a point of use filter that does even more purifying so that we are drinking very, very, very clean water. Water is so important to life, and it can make you sick or it can heal you. So please do what you can to clean up your water, even if it's just your drinking water and you can't do your whole house yet. At least have your drinking water be purified. Okay, the third part of the KP diet is to remove inflammatory foods. These inflammatory foods can be different for every person. So some investigation might be necessary or you might already know some foods that are your triggers. Well, if you're feeling fatigued or you get other kinds of rashes or headaches or whatever from other foods, maybe they're contributing to your KP rash. Cut those out and see if your KP rash improves. If you don't have a clue what it might be, but you're just not feeling as good as you could be, um, Take a look at eliminating common allergens from the diet. Could be gluten, could be dairy, could be eggs, it could be nuts, um, could be grains in general, could be other things like trans fats, uh, nightshades, 
and eliminate them for a time to see if your skin improves and you might see other improvements as well. All right, now we're ready for step two. We've talked about the diet. Now let's talk about the KP lifestyle. And I bet you can see some of these coming. So in addition to getting enough sleep, de-stressing, rest when necessary, the biggest thing I'm gonna say is to get in the sun, your sunshine is one of the best ways for your body to get vitamin D and vitamin D is so essential for your immune system and your skin health among many other things. Um, I notice that when I get out in the sun come spring that my my own KP rash looks so much better and I find that the sunshine is just he so so healing for me. Conversely Jessica you may have noticed this as well in the winter when it's more dry we don't have as much access to the sun then our rash can be more irritated, um, it can be drier, and it doesn't look as good. Okay, the second part of your lifestyle is to remove external irritants. So, we were just talking about water. Well, if you're bathing in chlorinated water, water with chloramines, um, that can be very, very irritating. It can also be very damaging when you just inhale the chlorine gas. But just on the surface, you don't want to be in chlorinated water. So it could be in your home if you're on municipal water. It could be you spend a lot of time in a swimming pool. So you'd want to seek out like saltwater pools instead of chlorinated pools. And just to minimize the external irritation because that just makes this worse. And I just have to mention a few more potential irritants. If you're using um, conventional skincare products, they can have ingredients that are irritating. And I highly recommend Beauty Counter. And if you're interested in any body care um, products from Beauty Counter so that you have non-toxic, non-irritating options, you can just let me know. And also your home. It's very important that your home is free of irritants. That would be cleaning products, perhaps fragrances, synthetic fragrances, um, petroleum-based candles put off awful gases. So you wanna to switch to using essential oils, non-toxic cleaning products, and really keep your home free of the irritants. Now, here's an irritant that you may not have seen coming, and that is you yourself. If you do any scratching or picking at these individual bumps, you're just making things worse. So don't do it, because then you turn what is just a keratin plug into a festering, irritated sore, possibly blood, that now has to heal at a whole other level. So just don't scratch or pick. All right, moving on to step number three, cleanse, cleansing. So while we've been focusing a lot on internal things you can do to heal your KP rash, now we turn to what you actually do to the surface of your skin to start healing and reversing the KP rash. And it starts with how you cleanse it. It's really important that this step and any others we do to the surface of the skin encourage those keratin plugs to release and go away without irritating them. And so I'm gonna be focusing on non-toxic, very gentle healing ways to handle your skin. I'm not just a broken record, but we do have to talk about water again. So again, whatever you're bathing in should be clean, pure water. Chlorine is one of the biggest offenders as an irritant. So do whatever you can to clean up your water. As I said, we have a whole house water filter for our home and we're on municipal water at this time and so the chlorine the fluoride all of that's removed and it feels so good and I know it's really good when we use it and in fact if you'd like more information on water filtration options be sure to check out the free web class that I just did you'll find a link at the show notes askwardy.tv and I also have an exclusive coupon for you from my chosen water filtration uh, system 
company, and that's Radiant Life. So you can either save $25 or $100 depending on what kind of system you put in. Smaller ones would be save $25 off, larger ones you'd save $100. The coupon code is WARDE, W-A-R-D-E-E, and you will find links and information at the show notes. When you're cleansing, you're using things like soap, shampoo, conditioner. Well, you wanna make sure that all your soaps and shampoos are free of a major irritant called sodium lauryl sulfate, otherwise called SLS and it's an irritant to the surface of the skin. Sally Fallon Morell, again in the article Skin Deep, said just to avoid them completely, and you'll find a lot of natural brands um, do that. My shampoo and conditioner is from Shea Moisture, and it's natural on many other levels, but in the context of what we're discussing today, it's free of sodium lauryl sulfate. The body soap, if I don't make it myself, which I often do, make a homemade Castile soap, we're using Dr. Bronner's, and we've got it in bar form or liquid form, and these are free of SLS, and they're just a very natural Castile-based soap. Um, We do have the peppermint here, but Jessica, for your daughter, her being so young, perhaps you want to get the unscented baby mild. And these are non-irritating soaps. Having said that, don't get them in the eye because they do burn the eye. But as far as the skin goes, they're gentle, non-irritating, and they do a great job with cleansing. Okay, step number four, exfoliate. Remember how the bumps are caused by keratin plugs? And so one great way to encourage them to release and also to remove dead skin cells so they don't just linger on your skin or the plugs are sitting there but they could be released is to exfoliate and that is to encourage the dead stuff to slough away. Now there are mechanical and chemical ways to exfoliate and so I have an assortment here and personally I like to use a mechanical with um, a chemical but perhaps on your four-year-old daughter Jessica you'd just be doing a mechanical um, but everybody can play with it to see you know what works for you and again we're talking gentle here we don't want to be irritating we just want to encourage the keratin plugs and any dead skin cell to get off our skin faster to reveal fresher younger nicer softer skin so dry brushing would be the first mechanical option this is a stiff bristle brush this one is from T-Tap. And you'll find a link to it at the show notes, askwardy.tv, episode 133. And there's lots of um, dry brushes out there, softer to stiffer. I like a stiff one. This might be too stiff for your daughter, Jessica, so you just play with it. But dry brushing is not just for exfoliation. It can stimulate lymphatic flow. Um, it can smooth skin with cellulite and stretch it, stretch marks and stuff like that. So it's very beneficial for lots of reasons. But in today's context, exfoliation is the benefit we're talking about. And you'll get better exfoliation with a stiffer brush. And we teach you how to do this. My friend Megan does in our Women's Health eCourse. And at the show notes, you'll find information on that. But basically, you're just using the stiff bristle brush to exfoliate. I do my entire body, but especially I do my arms. And I do find that it really helps the KP rash. And Jessica, you specifically asked that in your question you submitted, yes, dry brushing can be beneficial. I dry brush nearly every day and I have softer skin immediately after. I love dry brushing. It's also just makes me feel really good. Again, this is stiff. Do it more gently on your arms than you would other places in your body because you don't want to irritate your KP rash. This is another mechanical option. It's a charcoal face mask from Beauty Counter. I love this mask. And yes, 
It's supposed to be for your face, but you can use it anywhere on your body. And it's really good on your arms. It can shrink pore size. Um, it encourages exfoliation. It is non-drying, non-irritating, and it feels really, really great. It has a wonderful minty smell too. This you would use like once a week or so, not every day. Also mechanical, a body scrub. I keep this in the shower and probably at least every other day I will use it, not just on my arms, but my entire body and it does exactly what it's supposed to. It exfoliates, just do it gently on your arms. There's lots of homemade recipes. This is a sugar scrub from um, Beauty Counter. It's got a wonderful lemongrass scent. You can do it in the bath, you can do it in the shower, or even if you're not bathing, you can just do it at your bathroom sink. And this can be done um, every few days. That's probably good for most people, or at least once a week. Here is a chemical exfoliation option for you. This is Beauty Counter's Overnight Resurfacing Peel, which is an amazing product. And people use it, came out for face, but I've seen people use it for age spots on their arms and whatnot. Anyway, it has 15 botanical acids that are gentle yet effective at renewing, refreshing, and revealing younger looking skin. Basically, it's a very thin liquid, little goes a long way, and you apply it to your face, at the same time I do my arms, two to three times a week, and you apply it in the evening before going to bed, and that's it. Then you wake up in the morning and it has done a chemical exfoliation. Jessica, you could definitely do this for you. Not sure you'd wanna do it on your daughter, but you could test a small area. It's very, very amazing <laughs> for age spots, fine lines, and yes, KP. Okay, a toner. This is not technically exfoliation, but I'm trying to keep things more simple in today's episode. So because toning, um, you put it on a cotton pad and you rub it on your face or your arms, because it reaches deep into pores to remove impurities, oils and such that are left behind after cleansing, that's why I'm putting it in the exfoliation category. Um, and it's really, really a powerful step to do. This is Beauty Counter's Counter Control toner, which is for oily slash acne prone skin. Um, I love it. Use it both on my face and on my arms about once a day. Just put a little bit on a cotton pad and then rub all over. And obviously for your face, it will help prevent breakouts and remove excess oil. But what it does on your arms after cleansing and possibly using a scrub or something is it will um, remove the remaining impurities so you have very very clean deeply clean skin all right number five moisturize and this step is so so important if you do none of the other steps that i've talked about but i think you should you must at least moisturize because KP rash is extra sensitive to dryness. It gets irritated and it looks worse when it's dry. And moisturizing is essential to healing your KP rash. So I'm gonna share with you my favorite moisturizing products. You can choose from them or pick and choose a couple. The important thing is that they are all very nourishing and important in the healing and moisturizing process, and they can be layered up so that you get even more benefits. And I'll talk about that a little bit um, after I tell you what they are. So the first moisturizing product that I highly recommend is grass-fed tallow balm. And to be honest, this is like the holy grail of healing KP. <laughs> That's because grass-fed tallow, and grass-fed is important, is rich with vitamin A. So by using grass-fed tallow balm as a moisturizer on your arm, you are providing vitamin A on the outside. This is made by Vintage Tradition, a wonderful, wonderful company. 
and I have links to you for you at the show notes. I also have a recipe where you can make your own grass-fed tallow balm. If you are interested in purchasing this from Vintage Tradition, I highly recommend it. And I have a 10% off coupon for you that lasts through next Tuesday, May 21st, 2019. All you have to do is go to this link, tradcookschool.com slash get tallow balm and use the coupon code WARDEE, W-A-R-D-E-E at checkout to get 10% off your tallow balm. The best time to apply this and any other moisturizer is when your skin is still warm from bathing and other steps because the pores are open and ready to receive the moisturizer. Tallow, you might be wondering, is it smelly? No, it's not. Vintage tradition, and if you follow my recipe, it's not greasy, it's not beefy smelling, it's really, really wonderful. This is an almond unscented. They have another that's called girly that I really like. And you will just feel beautifully lotioned. Jessica, as you mentioned, coconut oil often comes up when talking about keratosis pilaris. It can be very, very healing, so it's wonderful you're using it on your daughter. You could use it more often. I really love this B-Silk Junior Coconut Oil Balm from Made On Skincare Products. It's actually my recent favorite product of theirs. It's soft and balmy. The coconut oil is blended with shea butter and beeswax. And again, put it on right after bathing or washing. And coconut oil is very soothing and healing to skin irritations. And a lot of people swear by it for healing their keratosis pilaris rash. And Renee from Made On Skincare Products is offering everybody a free pocket size B Silk Junior. So be sure to grab that using the link at the show notes or go to hardlotion.com slash tradcookschool where tradcookschool is all one word and you'll be able to get this for free. You just chip in for shipping. Be sure to use the code TRADCOOKJUNIOR. TRAD, T-R-A-D-C-O-O-K-J-R as your code to redeem your free pocket size B-Silk Junior. It's a fabulous product. It's great for sensitive skin and KP is definitely sensitive skin. Okay, now let's talk about healing oils. Nearly every night I put a blend or a single healing oil on my arms. Um, along with moisturizer and layering it up, which I'll tell you about in a moment. I have two oils to show you here. You could try one of them, you could do both. I do rotate between them. This is Beauty Counter's number three blend. It has a bunch of healing oils, essential oils in it, um, and I just dot it on every night. Um, I do it underneath the tallow balm or B Silk Junior moisturizer. This is Organic Evening Primrose Oil, which has Let's see, GLA, gamma linolenic acid, which is an extraordinary um, nutrient for healing skin. And Sally Fallon is the one where I found out about this. She said to use this actually topically on the skin for healing KP in particular. So I use one or both of these nearly every night um, before going to bed, and I often apply it um, in the morning too. They're very simple to use. They both have droppers, and the, the arms is kind of a large area, so that's probably five or six drops. Rub between the hands, and then rub on your rash. Kind of massage it in. If your skin is very dry and um, hasn't got to the point of being very well moisturized, it might be actually hard to rub, in which case you would press. So just press, press in everywhere. So I told these to you in a different order, but Typically, I will use one of the healing oils or both, and then I will put on tallow balm or the coconut oil balm. 
and I rotate through all because I really believe they all have great properties, uh, but you could pick one or two to start with. All right, let's talk about layering. I firmly believe that you can layer up products for the maximum healing benefits. And the things that I've been showing you today all have different kinds of benefits. So here is how I layer. Now, I mostly do this full routine at night because I have more time for it than in the morning, but you could do it in the morning. And ideally, you're doing most of this routine every day, but at least as often as you can. So the first thing you do is you dry brush. And so I do this before heading into the shower at night. Then, and this is only once per week, is, and it's 15 minutes before showering or bathing, I put this face mask on my arms. And I do my face at the same time too. And then you wait 10 or 15 minutes, you get in the shower, you rinse it off, and you're soaping up. And of course, you're using a sole SLS free shampoo because those irritants dribble down your arms and can irritate. So you wanna make sure your shampoo and conditioner are good too. And you're cleansing. This is a charcoal cleansing bar from Beauty Counter, which I didn't mention early, but it's great for removing impurities, drying them out, so you can use this on your arms. Or the Dr. Bronner's, you're cleansing. Then you scrub. This doesn't have to be every time, but it could be a few times a week. Then you get out of the shower and you tone. Use the toner on a cotton pad. Then a few times a week, you put the, this overnight resurfacing peel on for a chemical exfoliation, just a thin layer on your arms, same time as you're doing your face. Then you're doing one or the other of the healing oils, and then you're topping it all off and sealing it all in with either the coconut or the tallow balms, or both. And so that is the regimen. And any of these can, well, cleansing shouldn't drop out, but the others can drop out from day to day or time to time. But basically that is how you start from exfoliating, cleansing, to moisturizing. And you're layering up the benefits for the maximum healing. So this is what I do when I do the full routine. In the morning, um, I don't do the full routine. I'm probably just using oils and a balm. That's all I do in the mornings. So there you have it. That's how to layer. And I hope, Jessica, because you said you like exact steps, we'll take your pick from these exact steps, the things that resonate for you, and you'll find links to all the products I've mentioned at the show notes, askwardy.tv. Look for episode 133. Whew. We came to the end. That is how to get rid of chicken skin naturally, the five steps to healing from the inside out. Jessica and everyone else who's been here today with me, thank you so much. I hope it was helpful. I'd love to hear from you in the comments. And if you or anyone has not yet gotten access to your free traditional cooking cupboard, which is where I give you 14 plus eBooks and a free video series on traditional cooking, then please stop by and claim that. It's tradcookschool.com slash yours free, and you can claim it today. I hope you will. God bless you, everyone. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you all again in about a week, same time, same place, for another Ask Morty. Bye-bye. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Morty wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of AskWardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app 
or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.